Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 4th of April. Before I begin the podcast, I'm happy to inform all our listeners that Daily Dose is now a part of Google News Briefing. That means there is a quicker way to access the podcast daily. All you have to do is ask your Google Assistant to play the news, then go to Settings, News and click on Add News Source and look for Daily Dose. Once you find it, select it and adjust the order according to your preference. And voila, you're all set for a comprehensive daily news update. The Health Ministry on Saturday said that the number of coronavirus cases in the country rose to 2,902 with 68 deaths. Of these, 2,650 COVID-19 cases are still active. As the numbers keep rising, the government today has imposed restrictions on the export of diagnostic kits with immediate effect. The ministry urged people to use homemade face masks, saying that people who are not suffering from any medical condition or having breathing difficulties may use handmade reusable face covers, especially when they step out of their house. Indian Railways, meanwhile, has started preparing a plan for phased resumption of its passenger services. But the government is yet to take a final call on the matter. Meanwhile, a group of ministers, headed by Defence Minister Rajnath Singh, conducted a detailed review of the overall healthcare system and the situation arising out of the 21-day nationwide lockdown, including the supply of essential commodities. Also, during a meeting of one of the 11 empowered groups of officers tasked with different aspects of coordinating response to the COVID-19 pandemic, it has emerged that between 20,000 to 30,000 ventilators may be lying dysfunctional across the country in both public and private sector hospitals, either for want of parts or servicing. The highest number of COVID-19 cases and deaths were reported from Maharashtra, where 423 people have been infected and 19 have lost their lives. Tamil Nadu is second with 411 cases, most of which are linked to the religious event held in Delhi's Nizamuddin last month. The death toll in Gujarat has risen to nine. Seven people infected with coronavirus died in Telangana, while six each have died in Madhya Pradesh and Delhi. In Punjab, five deaths have been reported till now and another three were recorded in Karnataka and West Bengal each. Two people each have succumbed to the coronavirus in Jammu and Kashmir, Uttar Pradesh and Kerala. Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, Bihar and Himachal Pradesh have reported one death each. A spike in cases was also recorded in Delhi as the tally rose to 386 and in Kerala where 295 people have contracted the virus. The number of cases in Rajasthan increased to 179 and Uttar Pradesh reported 174 cases as of Saturday. In Andhra Pradesh, cases have increased to 161, while in West Bengal, the number of COVID-19 patients is 63. Most of the fresh cases were linked to an Islamic religious congregation held in Delhi's Nizamuddin area last month. According to the health ministry, one-third of confirmed COVID-19 cases out of the total 2,902 are linked to the Tablighi Jamaat meeting. An entire section of popular TV news anchors in India are using this opportunity to demonize the community, labeling all Muslims in the country as Corona Jihadis. To know more, watch the latest episode of TV Nuisance with Manisha on News Laundry's YouTube channel. Dear listeners, We at News Laundry are doing our best to keep you posted about all that is going on through a variety of content, from podcasts and videos to fresh ground reports. 
But at a time as testing as this, we really need your support. As you all know, News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. We believe that in order for news to serve genuine public interest, it needs to be free. No advertisers or sponsors should come in the way. And that is why we solely depend on our subscribers to keep us going. So go to our website and check out all the stuff we do. And if you think we are doing good work, please be generous and sign up for our monthly subscription plan. The lowest one starts at 300 bucks a month. And while you're at it, you must read Anumeha's latest ground report on the condition of migrant workers in Delhi. It is titled, Will a Disease Kill Us or Will Hunger Get to Us First? Scenes of Severe Hunger and Distress in Delhi. While Prime Minister Narendra Modi has called on all citizens of the country to switch off all lights for nine minutes on April 5th, Maharashtra's Energy Minister Nitin Rawat has urged people to reconsider. He said it could lead to a power grid failure in the country. Electricity Department officials of Uttar Pradesh and Tamil Nadu have also issued circulars instructing their field officers to keep all reactors of the state's power grids in service to protect it from high-voltage power surges. Tamil Nadu Transmission Corporation, meanwhile, has asked all power grid centres to ensure sufficient staff is present at the headquarters on April 5th between 8pm to 10.30pm when the fluctuation in energy requirements is expected to occur. For health workers at the front line of this battle, as a gesture of gratitude, Tata Group has opened doors of its luxury hotels to them amid the pandemic. Five Taj hotels under the Indian Hotels Company Limited in Maharashtra have offered rooms to accommodate doctors and nurses who are treating patients infected with the novel coronavirus. Two other properties, one in Goa and in Uttar Pradesh, too, have done the same. Moving on to global updates on coronavirus. As the United States registered 1,480 deaths in 24 hours, the worst single-day toll in the world since the pandemic began, the CDC advised people to wear face masks to avoid contracting COVID-19. But the country's genius President Trump, while advising citizens to do the same, said this. This is voluntary. I don't think I'm going to be doing it. I'm feeling good. I just don't want to be doing, I don't know, somehow sitting in the Oval Office behind that beautiful Resolute desk, the great Resolute desk, I think uh, wearing a face mask as I greet presidents, prime ministers, dictators, kings, queens, I don't know, somehow I don't see it for myself. I just, I just don't. Maybe I'll change my mind. The death toll in the U.S. is now 7,406, with at least 270,473 confirmed cases. New York, the hardest-hit state, on Friday reported its highest number of deaths in a single day. State officials begged the rest of the country for help and to enact an emergency order to avoid a medical catastrophe. Governor Andrew Cuomo issued an impassioned plea to the nation to hurry medical staff and equipment to the state. He promised to return the favour to other states once the crisis was over in New York. In the 24 hours from 12 a.m. on Friday, one person died from the virus almost every two and a half minutes in New York State, bringing the total death toll to nearly 3,000, double of what it was only three days ago. In the same time period, 1,427 newly sickened patients poured into the hospitals of New York, another one-day high. Trump, meanwhile, on being asked if he can ensure enough ventilators for New York, bluntly replied, and I quote, No, they should have had more ventilators at the time. 
they should have had more ventilators. They were totally underserviced. We are trying to do, we are trying to do our best for New York. Unquote. In a surprising turn of events yesterday, Germany accused the US of confiscating thousands of protective face masks that Berlin authorities had already paid for. Calling it an act of modern piracy, Berlin's interior minister, Andreas Geisel, said US officials intercepted a shipment of 200,000 face masks in Bangkok intended for use during the coronavirus outbreak, urging Germany's federal government to put pressure on the US to abide by international rules, Geisel said, and I quote, even in times of global crisis, we should not be ruled by Wild West methods, unquote. Brazil is bracing for a hike in coronavirus cases as doctors and researchers warn that underreporting and a lack of testing means nobody knows the real scale of COVID-19 spread. As South America's worst-hit nation, Brazil officially has 9,056 coronavirus cases, including actors, singers, government ministers and President Bolsonaro's press secretary. With more than 14 million citizens living in overpopulated favelas with lack of basic sanitation and daily wage workers struggling from lost income, social isolation in Brazil is challenging or impossible. India faces similar challenges. And just like many in our country who swore on the immunity of Indians who are used to being surrounded by filth, Brazilian President Bolsonaro insists that Brazilians would be immune to COVID-19 because they were used to jumping in sewage. According to him, coronavirus is nothing but a little flu. His government has distributed only 54,000 tests for a population of about 210 million. Last month, the country's health ministry even stopped releasing the numbers of suspected cases. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who tested positive himself, has invited leaders of the opposition parties to work with him to tackle the coronavirus pandemic, saying that he wants to hear their views and update them on the measures taken so far. Spain's death toll from coronavirus rose to 11,744 on Saturday from 10,935 the previous day. However, Spain marks the second straight day in which the number of new deaths has fallen. A total of 809 people died from the disease in the past 24 hours, down from the 932 in the previous period. Iran's death toll from coronavirus outbreak climbed to 3,452 today, with 158 more fatalities recorded over the last 24 hours. The health ministry spokesperson said that the total number of cases in the country has reached 55,743, of whom 4,103 are in critical condition. Iran is the country worst affected by the pandemic in the Middle East. Pakistan's coronavirus cases rose to 2,708 today, with the number of patients in Punjab province crossing the 1,000 mark. According to the National Health Services, COVID-19 has so far claimed 40 lives in the country. China mourned the death of thousands of its people today due to the coronavirus pandemic. President Xi Jinping led the commemoration ceremony held in the morning. The country came to a standstill as all movement of people and traffic was suspended and people observed three minutes of silence to mourn the dead. The country has reported 82,526 cases and 3,330 deaths. The novel coronavirus has infected almost 1.1 million people across the globe and killed more than 59,000 worldwide. Now for some non-coronavirus stories. At least four militants were killed in an encounter in Kulgam district in South Kashmir on Saturday morning. 
A Jammu and Kashmir police spokesperson said that an operation was launched after police tracked a group of Hezbollah Mujahideen militants who were involved in the killing of civilians over the last 12 days. The police said that while two out of the four militants have been identified as locals, the identity of the two others is being ascertained. Bill Withers, a one-time Navy aircraft mechanic who wrote some of the most cherished songs of the 1970s, including Lean on Me and Ain't No Sunshine, died on Monday in Los Angeles. He was 81 years old. His death at a hospital was announced by his family yesterday. His son Todd said Withers had been suffering from heart problems. Heavily influenced by church hymns and gospel music of his childhood, Lean on Me was his first and only number 1 single on the US Billboard Pop Charts in 1972. The evergreen song has also become an anthem now during the coronavirus outbreak, being sung by school children and people in their balconies to show support for one another. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Not long ago, our reporter Ayush had written a piece about how information policing and nationalist propaganda worsened the Spanish flu pandemic in America a hundred years ago. Our government seems to be treading the same path. In his latest piece, Ayan highlights how the government is trying to control news related to COVID-19 in India, from stonewalling journalists at press briefings to approaching the court to regulate content. His piece is titled "No Answers, No Access, No Accountability." Journalists struggle to get information from the government as COVID-19 crisis worsens. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.